This is the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the show. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. Now, here's Ryan, Jordy, and Roberto. Hey. That dude's voice gets me pumped. Look, I hope it gets everyone else pumped too, all right? I wish my voice wasn't so sweet. <laughs> I want a man voice like that dude. Hey, welcome to the show. We're back with another episode. That down there, that's Jordan. That's Rob over there. How are you fellas doing tonight? Doing good. Great. Sure. Doing well. I'm really looking forward to uh, tonight's episode with all of the, uh, tr- they, well, not all of them, but I guess the one big trade with Julio. Um, That's a big one, man. Prob- yeah, it, it shakes up the whole, not only NFL, and but the whole fantasy football. It's so much more than just Julio. That's the beauty of this one. Like. This yeah. one trade has so many different implications for fantasy. I love it. It's, Do you know uh, what? Uh, the only thing that if uh, like right now, I, if I'm my microphone right now, I'm like scared for my life because of this whole like COVID thing and like everything that I see, I just like eat. So I'm like really, really, really want to eat this microphone. <laughs> what? Why does COVID? Are you hungry? Why does COVID? I'm you starving. Hungry? Because all I do is sit at home and I'm like munching on stuff. So like this microphone right now, I'm like, <laughs> man, I could totally eat this thing right now. It's been a long day. You should supper first, dude. You want to eat black styrofoam? I had, supper. I had dessert too. Oh. I had I had supper. I had dessert. And now this microphone's right in front of me. I'm like, man, I want to eat this too. Oh I haven't like I've been just sitting at home wow. eating and munching. That's you got to be pretty hungry to eat a microphone. Uh, like the hungry. I bet you if you dipped it in some sweet and sour. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's <laughs> disgusting. Hey, on the uh, on the podcast this week, we are going to talk about Julio Jones. We'll get into that. It's a big trade. Wow. We're going to talk all about it. My dog's going to talk about it. Oh. And uh, as well, we're going to talk that about thing too. Oh, <laughs> oh my on. goodness. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers too and uh, talk about whether he should stay or go and what what possibilities would be better for fantasy football. And then we'll see if we have anything else that we want to just kind of touch on at the end. But uh, before we go any further, do you guys have anything else to say? Jordan summed it up. I mean, you want to eat microphones and uh, that's about it. Besides that, uh, like what else is I new? I guess a couple, like, I guess right now, I think the biggest thing is not to over, like everyone knows the overreaction. You know, every, everything that you read on the internet and everyone's like going on about this guy made a great catch. He's going to be uh, a wide receiver three or two or, oh, this guy. It Just don't overreact right now. Like everyone's got to relax a little bit. Realize there's no pads. It's a voluntary. Um, so just, just stick with your gut. Don't. Don't start doing like, especially Dynasty when yeah, you're building yeah. a team. Like everyone's just like, "Oh man, I read this article about this guy." I'm all of a sudden I'm gonna trade uh, a veteran who's proven to be a great player. Um, it's super early. A lot of these guys that you, you're gonna over, the, especially maybe not yet, but over the next month or two, we're gonna hear about so many 
guys that are going to be hy- hyped up because uh, there's nothing else to talk about, right? Like, yeah. honestly, like, this is huge today. We have to talk about Julio, thank goodness. But there's not going to be a lot of news over the next couple months. So every year you hear about these guys that, honestly, once the season starts and plays out, they don't end up even making your fantasy roster. Some of them don't even make their team's rosters. They're cut for the start yeah. of the season. So it, Tim Tebow. that's a great point, Jordy. Don't buy all the hype early on because there's going to be a ton of it. And definitely in Dynasty, that's a great point. Don't get caught up and think you're going to outsmart somebody and trade an established player for some hyped up young dude that might not even make the final cuts. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Because he made a great catch that everyone has Yeah, it goes viral. And it's like, wow. Yeah. The, I new, will say this, flash, though. Everyone that even gets a tryout with an NFL team can make amazing catches and can <laughs> run really fast. Exactly. Like, that's why they're yeah. there. Uh, I will say this, though, uh, just piggybacking off of our last podcast. You know what? I, I haven't given someone a piggyback for a yeah. long have you ever long, have you ever like given a someone time. a piggyback down a hill? Oh my god! No, my knees would my knees would that's risky. Buckle. It's a recipe recipe for disaster. Unless it was like, really the, risky. Unless it was yeah. like that actor that played Mini Me, then I could definitely do it with him. <laughs> but like, Don't so if you're back. on my back, oh my god, we're gonna go down that hill a lot guys, quicker. Two steps, um, microphones, two steps, and my knees go the wrong. Way. <laughs> No, I was saying is that um, I put I, I traded for Connor. I traded for Connor, and that's how much I believe in him. I think that Connor. Oh yeah, well, yeah, piggybacking off our last conversation, our last time. Yeah, yeah. I, think I still Connor, think it's going to be Edmonds, man. Yeah, sure. I think Connor's still valid. So what was that? Think, what was that trade in Dynasty? Just so oh, I gave up. Uh, I have so many wide receivers. Like Dynasty, we have our rosters like. Um, fifty-five thousand people. Yeah. Like it's a tough league. There's a lot of teams it's in hard it. Hard to make and cuts when you have that many roster yeah. spots. So I had some room. I traded Marvin Jones, which that Jackson. It's tough because I like that Jacksonville offense. But again, there's a lot of receivers in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, and I have a lot of receivers. Like I have like Landry's, and I have Sterling Shepherds, and I have all that kind of like same boat kind of guys. Yeah, that uh, I needed a running back. I like and that trade. So I think that. Uh, Connor's gonna. Who else did you give a draft pick to? Did you throw a draft pick in? Like third, late, a late third, a late third. Late third. So I like yeah. that man because, like you say, the upside when there's there's an abundance of wide receivers and Marvin Jones is good. He's going to a a, a new team first of all, and yeah. then he's gonna be, he's gonna kind of you know he's gonna be in with the group of other wide receivers there to take a gamble. I mean, even if it doesn't work out for Connor, it's not like. You gave that much, right? I, yeah. I love that trade for your team. That was a smart move. And I love that Jacksonville's already calling out Chark, saying, like, you can be so much better than what you are or what you have been. So, and he's coming to camp, I guess, same thing. You know, we read all the same stuff. Like, he's coming to camp, best shape of his life, and this and that. And he's he's trying to be the next Megatron or the next big wide receiver that Jacksonville's been missing with their additions, with the team, and, like, uh, Etienne or whatever, and uh, um, James Robinson being like a one-two punch. It's it's just hard not to right now. Like if you have a dynasty team that you made it good, or that your team is solid, don't overreact right now. Just kind of r- ride what you had last year. See what happens come week one, week two. If you are deep, like just don't just don't start throwing things away or yeah. assets that that helped you build depth. 
in order I, to pl- playing to, dynasty fantasy is so much different. Playing playing mm-hmm. dynasty is like investing in the crypto world, cryptocurrency. Just wait. You mm-hmm. gotta be patient. Yeah. You gotta wait. Have a plan. Buy your plan. Make your plan and let it sit. It's not like the seasonal leagues. It's so much. Even the one, even our main league, the SFL. Well, we have one keeper. It's basically a seasonal league. You, if you don't adapt week to week and kind of like take some gambles, I think, I think you're left behind in seasonal leagues. Whereas dynasty, it's completely different. Like you're saying, you gotta, you know, build your team. You have guys you believe in. You sit on them. You you have the time to wait and let it, let it uh, cure. You know what I mean. So that's a good point. Fantastic. What do you say we move into our uh, topic number one? You mean our topic? Let's talk about topic number one. So Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, This is massive. I think for both teams, fantasy-wise, there's there's players on both teams that go up, go down, and some that like like the AJ Browns and Julio himself, like where do they go? Do they go up or down with this trade? Uh, I'll I'll leave that discussion up to the two of you guys. Uh, I was going to, it's interesting because I, I, we put a tweet out about my question was, so you're AJ Brown's roughly going ADP wide receiver eight Julio's going around the twenties. So my, the question was, do you take AJ Brown at eight, or do you wait and take Julio in the? So 20s? you're talking about a situation where you have got to take one of these guys, yeah, right, but not both of them. Which one are you doing? I think I'm yeah. personally I'm waiting for Julio. So am I. But the, the Ryan's the, giggling. I don't understand why. No, no, it's nothing with what you said. Keep going. No, what I'm saying is that why why is Ryan like, reading reading tweets while we talk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eating I'm tweets. Sorry, he's so hungry, he's eating I, tweets. <laughs> he's eating his microphone right now. Please continue. What is that flavor? No, is 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 it's just it's it's like so I'm not taking AJ Brown at eight. Now like, I know what he's no laughing way. about. <laughs> oh, I wish I knew. Oh man, totally derailed when we got into our main topic. You know what? Go ahead, Jordan. You're making a great point. Okay. No, I, I want to. <laughs> am I wrong? What did no. I? <laughs> so you're taking Julio as well, then, in that scenario. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to let someone else take AJ Brown, and I'm not going to take AJ Brown. I'm not going to take uh, Julio like at as a wide receiver too. I would rather. What do you wait. think the spread? What do you think the spread is between them? Like, do you do you agree that Brown will finish higher than Julio? That's what everyone tells me. So what do you what do you think that that spread is between them? I think AJ Brown will be a top ten, but I think Julio will be a top fifteen. I could see that. There's no way that there's no way that Julio Brown or Julio Brown, <laughs> Julio Brown, Julio Jones, yeah, is going to go to Tennessee and not be a factor, and he's going to cut into Brown's targets. Everyone's like, oh, well, Julio is banged up. So was AJ Brown. Like it's it's they're you're not talking about two studs who are running a race of uh, life. They both get banged up. They, they are, both are definitely not piggybacking anyone down a hill with those not, wonky knees. <laughs> they're not piggybacking each other. <laughs> not sure. No, so, so dude, here's the thing. Here's my only rebuttal to that: is that 
Corey Davis had a really good year last year. Well, I guess this is a rebuttal, but also a support. Corey Davis had a great fantasy year, football year last year. Well, Brown was still, when Brown played, he was phenomenal. So is there maybe just room for both of them to be, like maybe Brown can still reach, uh, live up to that ADP of eighth, and Julio still be that top, you know, 12 to 15 wide receiver as well. Like, is there enough offense there? Because they don't really have a tight end right now. They don't really have a good slot receiver. So Brown and Julio could see the majority of all the targets. And they've got a great play action with with uh, with Henry there, obviously. So, I mean, this... Maybe it maybe it doesn't matter. So again, I guess that would go towards your point. You're going to wait for Julio because he's yes. going to return so much more value. So the best case scenario probably Brown is reaching his ADP. That's the best case scenario. So I guess so yeah. let me. I, I I disagree. I think I think Brown could be the wide receiver one. Oh, I think that's his best case scenario. Okay. It's a run first do, offense. Do this with, for me. With then. Derek Henry being the focus of he will be the focus of that offense. The one who wins in this whole trade is Derrick Henry because there's no way you can guard uh, Julio Jones. You can't uh, Brown. Like they're going to be no stretching to, that secondary. To so I think the big winner in this is I think um, Derrick Henry is going to, and I have a huge love for Derrick Henry. I've always had a love for Derrick Henry, and I think this helps that. Tennessee offense. It, they their defense is insane. They rely upon the run game. They rely upon um him killing the clock. They rely upon him in the second half. Even if it's a 14-7 game, it's going to Derrick Henry every time. And does does this catapult Tannehill into another tier? He's so underrated. Okay, Definitely. before we get to, before we get to that. Okay. Do this for me. The, the main three. Piggyback. I'll piggyback. Piggy, get on my back for this one. Um, ranking rank for me how you would draft ADP. Be damned. Uh, just in a vacuum. We got Ridley. We got Julio. We got Brown. How are you ranking those three guys? Just straight up half point PPR. Those are the three main wide receivers that are affected. How do you rank them? One, two, three, Jordy. I would go Ridley, obviously, number one. I think Ridley is going to be great. He's going to he's gonna go from the number two to the number a number one wide receiver. So you're going... Ridley, then I would probably... If... if obviously, I would go... Brown. Brown, right. then, yeah. So I guess Ridley. the question is, are you taking Ridley or Brown? What do you like out of that, right? Like with those three guys? Yeah, for me, for me obviously... If I think he's going to be, he could be number one. You're taking Brown. Brown. The upside. It's Brown, Ridley, Jones. So the one thing yeah. I will say, um, the games that Julio played last year, Ridley was. Which are f- far and few between. Okay. But the games that Julio played, Ridley was a TD monster. If you look back at the games Julio did not play, Julio, ki- or sorry, Ridley kind of became Julio where he was getting a butt ton of targets, but did not get a lot of touchdowns. So without Julio there, do we, which is still fine, but do we see Ridley just turn into what Julio was kind of a disappointment when it comes to touchdowns? I don't think so. Yeah, because 
Uh, who Ridley's a t- tiny guy. Like that's what the thing about going to Tennessee is you have two big bodies. Like you have got two huge guys and Julio went there to be a deep he said I want a guy with a big arm. I want a guy who like who chucks the ball. No, but I'm talking it, about in, for I'm talking about for Ridley though. If you're putting I know, Ridley but, above it's different. Brown. I I think if anything it helps Hayden Hurst. It helps their tight end game. It helps that whole well before Pitts, before we get into yeah Pitts, before we get sorry, into the sorry, Falcons yeah. I, I want your opinion on Tannehill okay. like where does this put him because he's got Julio Jones and AJ Brown I, on each side of the field now for most of the year last year Tannehill was running as a top in our our scoring system anyway which is pretty standard uh, six point per t- passing touchdown correct um, which if you're not playing that I guess I don't know it's kind of weird but whatever Tannehill was. A, for a lot of the season, a top five quarterback. Now he faded near the end, but I, man, I, I guess I should have looked. So it up, you but take he, Stafford he was or Tannehill? Ten, I'm taking Tannehill. I I like Tannehill oh, yeah. a lot because he's he runs the ball. He'll he'll, you know, he'll get a touchdown or two with his legs. He he runs the ball every game consistently. He's he's giving you that kind of four point, uh, floor. Just what about any, any so, of the rookies or Tannehill? Tannehill to me, I would put the over under for that guy at QB seven. That'd kind of be my betting line for him. QB seven. I'd be right. very fine waiting and stacking up at other more skilled positions in a one QB league. I'd be that's quite, unlike you though. Quite happy. You're, that's so unlike Robert. <laughs> and then I so won't get him. Any, any rookie over Goff. Tannehill? Would you take any rookie over Tannehill? No. No. Closest thing to me would maybe be Joe Burrow. I like his situation a lot. He's not a rookie. I know, but he's second year, so it's so close. I thought I could sneak it in there. Impossible. Okay, let's let's go over to the Atlanta side then because we've talked about Ridley a bit, but man, there's a big rookie tight end that was drafted really high by this team who doesn't necessarily even have to be that real tight end. He could just be a big wide receiver the same way Julio Jones was. I think Pitts could be a serious cheat code this year that we can really? play a top 10 wide receiver in our TD spot. TE, yeah. Tight, tight end. ends. What did I say? TD? Tight end. TE spot, which I just, especially with Julio gone now, what are the other options? Russell Russell Gage plays over the middle. Uh, Hayden Hurst. I mean, he was okay, but he's gonna. I think they can go that two tight end set where you have Hayden Hurst playing the more traditional tight end position, and you got you got Pitts flexed outside. The guy is a monster. Yeah. Like he, we he's could, a wide receiver. We he's could literally see the best quote unquote tight end stats out of a rookie ever, and uh, it, I'm. It could be like a cheat code, man. Like it's. It'd be incredible if he does what he could do as a wide receiver and be able to play him in your tight end slot. Like, incredible. I, I love but it. But you still fitness. have Matty Ice throwing you the ball. Matty Ice has never, never had a problem throwing for a crap ton of yardage and touchdowns. It's the interceptions, which who cares if you're talking about, you know, having pits on your team. Or the fact that he can't get the ball off and he just looks like a stinking statue out there that – gets so panicked and holds on to the ball for way too long. Ridley's put up numbers. Julio put up numbers with, with Matty Ace. I just, I think Pitts is a freak and I think Julio or not Julio Ridley obviously is going to benefit huge from this. Uh, he's, I think he averaged something like 12 or 13 targets per game without Julio. 
that's probably going to continue. He's going to be a absolute yardage monster to have 1500 yards receiving wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me this yep. year easily and uh you know over 100 targets or over 100 catches is going to happen for sure with with ridley so he's going to be a just legit slam dunk wide receiver one in every format and um besides that i like okay, but Pitts, if, if but nobody look- else like i don't think this really helps hayden hurst i don't think it helps yeah, gage or some of these right. some yeah. of these other guys yeah. um I forgot about Pitts when I said that. Yeah, already. so I mean, yeah, you're right. that's going to be the so, main recipient. I don't think it's going to change Matt Ryan's, you know, destiny for this year. He's going to be... He's a, he's a backup. Anyway. He's a backup. He's a break glass just in case of emergency. But we had, guy. like, we, we were taking uh, Matty Ice in drafts last year. Like, no joke. Like, there there were guys drafting I think Matty we did Ice make jokes year. about it, though. Because there's no real joke, like there's no punchline. There's. No- I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though. I I think a lot of people are going to believe the hype on Pitts, and he's going to get drafted high in redraft leagues, and I think they're going to be disappointed. I agree. I, I just think that the the rookie year for tight ends. I don't care what the talent is. I like. I think long term in dynasty, he's going to be great. But this year, I think people are going to get burnt on drafting Pitts. It's 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 always the case that way with tight ends, but I just think this kid's different, no, and and the way I, he the way he's going to be used, the situation he's in, I think is different. I mean, everything has its price, and everything has its its breaking point of where you would buy into him. But I mean, to draft him as the third, fourth tight end off the board to me isn't a stretch. You've got Kelsey, isn't? You've got Kelsey. You've got Kittle. Oh, you've got Andrews. You got Waller. Okay, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying to draft him as the the fourth slash fifth tight end off the board. But where where you're taking him is you're reaching so. In fact, far you might even gamble. You, have- you might even I might even gamble on him over Andrews. I don't know. I mean, Andrews yeah. is a touchdown or bust type of guy. Pitts could be. He's going to get six, seven targets a game, man. I think going into a rookie tight end. I there's an, I would not feel comfortable drafting him before I'm picking my running back three or my flex or my wide receiver three or my like even yeah. my starting quarterback like there's no way I would feel comfortable taking Pitts before knowing that I can get like one of those tight ends later on and it's, it's it, it, it'll definitely be a play your draft out see how your draft yeah. is going feel type of situation for sure. And definitely, as Ryan said, it, it's an in, in Dynasty, it's a no brainer. The guy's value, yeah, you sit on wait and but see. Redraft, it will be tricky, man. It will be tricky. It'll depend on. I mean, there's a lot of tight end premium leagues out there. Well, that will shoot his value oh, through the roof. Yeah, right. Yeah, like totally it, different story. Or a two yep. two tight end league. Yeah, you know, if you draft so a Kelsey with, or a Kelsey, with all of and then still with get all this. of like uh, Atlanta's weapons now. Why are we? drafting Tannehill so much higher than we are Matt Ryan. I think for me, it's because Tannehill did it last year without Julio Jones. He was really good. It's just a f- and then you're adding Julio Jones. Yeah, I just you're think it's a far better a- offense overall. Like the offense, yeah, I just don't believe better. in Matt Ryan personally, and and we all I don't know either. One of the biggest things in football is the play action. If you get a good offense and knows how to play the play action, which Tennessee had down to a fine art with with uh with Henry 
Atlanta just doesn't have that. Atlanta doesn't have a running back. They don't even have a running game. No, like, they, they have no. Exactly. Who's their running back? So they've who's got their running back. They've got nobody. Hill. That anyone is scared of. So yeah. that to- that takes the play action out of the game, which is why Matt Ryan is on his butt as much as he is chucking yeah. the ball. Right. So he's running yeah. for his life half the game. So it's just it's just different. I think. Um, with Tennessee, with those weapons and that running game, and you have Tannehill, who's a mobile quarterback. He's shown that he can throw the ball. There's also rumors coming out I heard today when I was li- listening to the NFL uh, on uh, Sirius Satellite there. There's rumors that they're going after Zach Ertz. So if they bring Zach Ertz oh, in. Oh, man, that would be nice. Then you have your guy over the middle because they don't really have that super in, you know, stud slot receiver can you imagine if they add zach Ertz to be going over the middle to be a possession that possession tight end that can stay on the field i mean they have ferkster but ferkster 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 but that dude is strictly a pass catcher he's not a blocker at all so every time he's out there kind of like it shows their hand right that they they're going to be passing the ball zach Ertz could be that tight end that's out there all the time he can block he can play traditional tight end but he can also obviously so that Get That's that another tight end that I kind of like is if Go- Goddard is like the T tight end one yep. T E yep. in Philadelphia. Why not? Why would I take Pitts in the? <laughs> He's going third? Back, to oh, back to the yeah. Pitts. Yeah, but I'm saying if why would I take? I guess Pitts it all comes in. down to if you believe in the kid or not. I mean, I'm I get, I get I your, don't, I but get I think his value is so I high can... that it's like, man, like the tight end position, man. You got to relax and and just take it in. I definitely wouldn't. I yeah, I get I get your point. I definitely wouldn't be jumping over like a tried and true wide receiver two or maybe even three. Like for instance, again going back to our SFL league, we have three wide receiver slots plus a flex. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a gamble to f- to fill that tight end spot, like to jump up and and take a gamble on Pitts before you secure a wide receiver that you can put in there every week that's going to be a nice double-digit guy, yeah, it is going to be a bit of a gamble. So, And especially, I, I agree with you. If Goddard is the guy and he's healthy, I like yeah. him. And depending, like, say Ertz does go to Tennessee, Zach Ertz could be right back in the, you know, top six, yeah. seven tight end 100%. conversation yeah. too. So there's, there's so a lot if, of unless, unless you're willing to reach for, like, a um, Kelsey or Kittle. Like, Kittle, I don't, I'm not even in love with Kittle. He's just like, so injury honest. prone, man. Whenever he's on like, the field, not, he's insane. But so unless dude. you don't get Kittle or sorry, Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was this was kind of the point that I was making with that is that I think in redraft leagues, somebody is going to jump on Pitts as the number two tight end. That's where it all. That's where we're. That's where we're getting back to. That for me is a, getting a little balls yeah i mean would it sh- but it's would one it- of those things that happens right 100 mm-hmm. yeah you guys yeah. want to make that splashy draft pick go up there and take the guy where everyone goes Ooh, oh wow you took my guy i love that wow what a pick it could blow up you in your my face sixth man. round draft it pick. could blow up in your <laughs> face but yeah. would it surprise me if at the end of the year Pitts is the number two tight end no it wouldn't honestly but, but how many it's, guys it's, it's not a gamble i'm taking. i know i know it's not a gamble i'm yeah. taking I It'll be interesting. And honestly, it's just the, I don't know. Anyway, I'll leave this. Uh, we've talked about pits enough. You get it. <laughs> it's awesome. You get it. So we'll probably leave it at that with one main topic uh, this week. Is there any other uh, little bits that you guys want to talk about here? I'll just hit this first. Okay. What else we got this week? 
I know, Robbie, you were talking about maybe some Swift news or something like that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, just, uh, man, Swift is a guy that I drafted last year. I love that kid. I love his situation. I love his talent. It's just something is I'm just getting a weird vibe with the way Lynn is is talking up Williams as kind of being that running back that can be all three downs. You know, he can be the early down back. He can be the closer. Like, where is Swift fitting in? Is Swift going to be kind of like boxed into just this receiving back, which could be fine. But I don't know if we're ever going to see Swift become that true RB1 in fantasy that we want anytime soon anyway. They're even talking about maybe signing Todd Gurley. Like, yeah, I, that's I, my I, biggest risk. Is it, is I it the like forever it. curse of Detroit running backs? Man, it just seems to be. Remember on Johnson? Yeah, I mean, it's a different skill level, but I, your point is valid. There was all that is hype. It, is, is it though? Yeah. Like when on Johnson came in, he was like the next best thing since uh, Detroit uh, slice, Motors. Like he, everyone loved him. Bread. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, this guy's going to be this and that. And then how quickly did he fall off? Do you think it, of- Do you think it's they're worried that he can't stay healthy? Is that what this is all about? Because it can't be talent, right? Like the guy is explosive. He can do everything. Oh, in Georgia, he lit it up. I there's mean, no, he can catch no- the ball. He can, he can He could be a goal line back. He can get it all done. But I wonder if they just got a little scared that, you know, he's getting hurt already and they're trying to prolong it but man too many piggybacks i don't know like there's too many piggybacks this guy in ryan college. that was funny that was good i like that i got one I got yes one. i like that i i like He's carrying the running the running game too much i think a lot of people back. are are going to miss out on williams in detroit and he's going to be a real sneaky flex running back this year that's going to get you 10 to 15 points a week because they, I think Swift is going to be that eight to 10 carry guy, maybe get five or six targets. No, he'll get more than and that. And Williams they is going to be your 15 carry a week, dude. Williams is a th- good running back, dude. They like him. I know. If It scares me that they want to bring in Gurley. Like, look what Gurley did for friggin'. So he's going to rob all the TDs from Swift and Williams. Do you know what Gurley could be, dude? Gurley could be exactly what we were talking about at the start of this podcast. He could go into remember. camp. He could, <laughs> he could he could go into camp. He's going to have some big plays that are going to be thrown on Twitter and and TikTok, and everyone's going to oh is Gurley back? Oh my goodness! And then make some stupid decision, and then he's probably not even going to make the team. Or even if he does, he's not even going to touch the field. I think it's going to be the Williams and Swift show. And I think you're going to get great value out of Williams this year in the Detroit back. So not so much Swift. You think you think you'll overpay for Swift? I think it's it's going to go right back to that Julio and Brown thing. Yeah, if you want the flashy guy, no, oh, I like that. I like Swift's that. ADP is going to be much higher. But yep. I think at the end of the day, and if you want a consistent guy, I think Williams is going to pay you back a lot more for the ADP at which you draft yeah. him at. I like that. I think well that um, all these c- kind of uh, year two running backs is it's going to be a crazy. Maybe we can touch on that next pod, but is um, it'll be interesting to see how the year two running backs where we feel that they're going to be Ooh. like their rankings. 
or or how we feel that they're it's it's gonna uh, play out. Because I just read today that yeah, Dobbins getting more involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Lots to talk about. We're gonna have to wrap it up there. Maybe next week we can Ooh, a little we can teaser, touch on that, Jordy. Jordy, see how did I do that? Man, I can read your mind. <laughs> Love it. Oh man, <laughs> that's you're amazing. A natural. I got to eat this microphone. Oh, get it. All right. Get it. Thank you, Jordan. Get it. Thank you, get Rob. Get Great it. podcast, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us on Twitter at RealityFFP for daily fantasy football fun. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening. Oh.